may not look like much. She's got it where it counts, kid. This is the Millennial Falcon. I'm Josh. And I'm John. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were just back. being, oh, sorry. We were just being very goofy before we started recording. We were. So we're just carrying over some of that energy. Mm-hmm. Monkey Lizard's back. Yay, what's up, guys? Return of the Monkey Lizard. <laughs> and I actually have a mic for him this yes, time. Yes. So we'll, we'll see how well that turns out. John. What's up? You know what I've been kind of borderline obsessed with lately? What have you been kind of borderline obsessed with lately? The High Republic. Is that a comic? Yep, Star nice. Wars. Nice. Star Wars. It's 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 more than just a comic, but it's... It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the High Republic is the newest Star Wars. Well, like it's, in canon order? No, no, no. So chronologically, it's the earliest. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but it's the newest stuff that's coming out that they're making stories for. Nice. Um, so there's novels and comics and all sorts of stuff. And it's across three different comic publishers. Dark Horse Comics, IDW, I think it is, and then Marvel. So they're all... Yeah, I don't like that so much. Yeah, and it's all canon. It's all canon. Like, it's all, like, legit... <laughs> But I have noticed because I've been I've been trying to read it all. Like I've gotten really into it. I started reading all of the Marvel High Republic comics. Loved it. So, so good. They have like a few different like one shot comics, too, that are just like such good stories. Uh, Highly, highly recommend if you're listening out there and you want to get into the High Republic comics, start with The Blade. That is a phenomenal story is so good. And I can't wait for them to come out with more of it because I think they're supposed to be. The Blade is incredible. I love it so much. But the High Republic has been amazing. Other than the Dark Horse stuff. The Dark Horse comics, I think it's because it is geared towards a slightly younger audience. They're like called High Republic Adventures. Okay, so it's more like kid-friendly? Yeah, I think so. It's it's okay. Like, I, I read through a lot of it. It's okay. They made a lot of choices with certain characters that I was pretty frustrated with. But overall, it just wasn't as enjoyable. I kind of felt like I was just trudging through it to kind of get the other pieces of the story. But it's insane, dude. It's the first Star Wars, like, comics or story at all, like, period, across all canon media that doesn't have the Sith as one of the main enemies Mm. for Jedi. So who's the enemy? I don't want to spoil anything, but it's the Nihil. Not the Nihil. That's how I pronounce it anyway, because I've never read it. Uh, I I heard someone else on a podcast recently pronounce it very differently than me, and I was like, oh, I've always said Nihil in my head when I'm reading it. But it's basically pirates. Okay. But it's fascinating. Like Hondo pirates? Um, Way scarier. Okay. (laughs) Like, they're legit. Like, they're really threatening and stuff. But they basically get a hold of this weapon that specifically targets uh, people who are Force-sensitive. And they essentially start taking over the galaxy. Hmm. And it's so good. It is such a good story. Interesting. Uh, but anyway, I could go on for a while about the High Republic, and that's not why you're here. Or maybe it is, I don't know. Maybe they sensed that we were going to talk about that. Oh, wow. With the Force. With the Force. You do nothing that I say. 
You must review the Clone Wars on the Millennial Falcon. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Review. I'll review not. There is no try. Um, so we got another great episode for you guys today. Uh, we're reviewing Grievous Intrigue and The Deserter. Episodes 9 and 10 of Season 2 of The Clone Wars. All right, should we just jump into this? Let's just get into it. All right, here we go. Tom, take us away. Diabolical defeat. The Republic victories outnumber their losses. The Jedi have been unable to stop Separatist advances in the Outer Rim. The ever-elusive General Grievous stays one step ahead of his opponents. With thousands of droid armies at his command, the Jedi can never predict where Grievous will strike next. Until now. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it, Tom. So can the first thing can the first thing that I say is Grievous hates doors. <laughs> Because he just, he, he never, just every door in this episode, he's just like, nah, I'm going to just rip a giant circle through it. Yeah. It, you know what? I think this is the first time I've noticed, like, Grievous actually using his lightsabers for, like, practical things rather than just slaying clones. Yeah, his four lightsabers. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, because when he first starts coming through, I actually had a moment where I was like, is this just another Jedi uh, making an entrance here and there's like a miscommunication or something? And then it was Grievous. And I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever seen him cut through a wall like that before. Yeah. Well, this episode, he just seemed to just love doing that. Mm -hmm. I think, that, correct me if I'm wrong, John. I don't know if you'll remember this, but I think this is the first time we've seen commando droids with swords. Do you remember them ever having swords? I, I'm afraid to say because I don't remember and I don't want to have to make another apology video <laughs> on Instagram. So yeah, this is true. It's we've been out of the loop for a little bit here. The commando droids were like the super guys that we always talk about are like the clone the, yes. the droids that are the best. Okay, no, I don't think we've seen them use swords. Okay, I don't appreciate the very the lack of Ahsoka in these next two episodes for the most part. Don't appreciate it. Don't like it. Uh... Yeah, I guess she's not. She's like in there in the beginning for like a little a bit. A couple I seconds. She, I think yeah. she maybe has one line at most. Yeah, I didn't even like catch on to that. And she's like my favorite character. Hmm. Okay. One thing that is another thing that's only there for a few seconds is Commander Wolf. That guy is friggin' B.A. Like he looks so cool with his like dead eye and everything. He's got like the one eye that's like Nick Fury not even eye. there and everything. He's only in like a hollow projector talking mm -hmm. to... Who was that? Plo Koon? I can't even remember. Yeah. Also, two of my favorite Jedi Masters, Kid Fisto and Plo Koon. Yep. Done. Yep. Love it. Cameo appearance. Yeah. But dude, Commander Wolf looks sick. And I'm going to go ahead and spoil this for you a little bit because it's just so cool. That guy, Commander Wolf, the clone, he is one of the old geezer clones in... Um, wow. It suddenly dropped out of my brain. Hold on, pause for research. <laughs> I think it's Rebels. I want to say it's Rebels. It is Rebels. Ha! I knew it. He's in Rebels, the TV show. That, that doesn't mean anything to me. I know it I've means not seen nothing Rebels, to you, but, but the I'm, people... The fact that you're so excited tells me a lot. Dude, I I was so excited when I figured this out. I was like, that's the old geezer clone with the friggin' bad eye. He's hilarious, and I love him. <laughs> And I, I totally never made that connection until I looked it up. Be maybe because you don't even really see much of this guy in the Clone Wars. But 
really really cool that they're like just like picking out random characters from the Clone Wars like, and making it into Rebels and everything. Love it. Love like it so much. a little Easter egg? Yes. Super, super cool. Moving on. Okay. I have bones to pick with physics. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> with the, the Clone Wars. There's this scene where, so Anakin, Adi Gallia, and I can't even remember who else is with him. I think it's just those two. Was there any clones with him i thought anakin had clones with him maybe there was i feel like there was some other people with him but anyway they're in that little ship and they go and land underneath grievous's vessel they're upside down in space landing on the vessel and friggin eddie gallia's dangly hair things are like upside down like like as if she's literally hanging upside down but they're inside of their spaceship there is no gravity do they have gra- artificial gravity in the spaceship? Well, they do, but it would anchor them to, 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 like, be upright, like, in their ship. Just because their ship turned upside down in space does not mean all of a sudden that gravity is upside down for them. That makes no sense. Also, I think they did have clones with them because, like, all the, the, all the, droids, all the clones got killed, didn't they? Right. So. I think Rex was with them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just had I was just like, why did they animate that? That is so stupid. <laughs> that's me being nitpicky. Oh, that's funny. Also, again, I will say, wow, look at all of these superior droids that are far better than the regular droids. How about we stop making the regular droids and just focus on droids that actually accomplish half of something? Yeah. You know, you know, we didn't even really like talk about what the heck's even happening in this episode. We kind of just like started just griping. like start yakking right into our points. <laughs> like, I mean, we don't want to go through the whole plot anyway, but essentially, it's another classic grievous space fight episode. Honestly, this episode like formula has been done a whole bunch of times already at this point. <laughs> like, it did not feel original, but basically, grievous is in space. Republic got their cruisers in there. They're attacking. Lightsabers ablazing. He also kidnapped a Jedi Master. Oh yeah, that's actually a pretty crucial plot point. Yeah, who is the same species as Darth Maul? Oh yeah, he's a Zabrak. He's a Zabrak. Yes, yeah. I thought that was super interesting too. So yeah, they they capture that guy, which really stupid that the friggin' Magna Droids or whatever are, like, zapping him in the back as he's fighting Grievous with his four lightsabers. He's like, like, oh my gosh, Grievous has no honor at all. Like, we already know this. He's a slime ball, But Sleemo, if I want to use some Star Wars slang. Yeah, he's a Sleemo. But it's just like, wow, you really do not care about making this a fair fight whatsoever. Because, no, he does not. Like, Absolutely. It's, it's just like, wow. Okay. So he captures him, and then, you know, Anakin and uh, Addie Gallia are basically trying to get him back with Rex. Have we seen her before? I don't think we've seen her like as a main character in an episode before, but I mm-hmm. think she's been like in the background yeah. somewhere before. I mean, like, yeah, in a in a more like a supporting role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like the supporting character in this episode um, for sure. This scene, this this episode was very action heavy, and I really liked it. There was some really legit cool fight scenes. Yeah. Like the fight scene with Obi-Wan and Grievous was actually that was, really cool. Yeah, that was really good. That it was, was very it was well done. Very well done. Very yeah. well done. Um, um yeah. at this point, what I do like is that you get definitely sense a lot of like I don't know if rivalry, but like 
they are enemies like obi-wan and grievous oh like yeah. really like they are like they keep butting mm-hmm. heads and they keep matching up which just makes me so much more excited for the next movie yeah because grievous was not an attack of the clones and we know that yes <laughs> you have to bring up our our big like biff that we did i just want to keep us uncanceled <laughs> oh man you know another thing that always surprises me anytime they show up in clone wars is those magna droids just how hard they are to fight like mm-hmm. they they almost do even seem like they're more of a threat than commando droids from a sense of like one-to-one combat it's just the commando droids are much more threatening because they have guns yep. usually except for swords sometimes in this episode anyway but the magna droids with their zap sticks and everything like obi-wan is having a heck of a time just trying to fight one of them Mm -hmm. like i i keep feeling like why don't you just use the force to grab his friggin stick to hold it still where you while you chop his head off that's what i think or like push them away or something like he's not using the force enough in those fights. I feel like honestly, that's a big thing I, that I get annoyed with in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There's so many in the movies and and everything I watched so far. I'm like, yeah. there's so many moments where I'm like, you could have just like used the force and just like had mm-hmm. much less of a problem. Which leads me to also a new theory. Uh oh. That I don't let. I feel like because we've talked about this. Why don't you use the force dash again? And this and that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's that like they have to feel the force giving them the ability to do it instead of just like, I'm just going to use the force to do it. No, because does the force have a mind of its own is what I'm saying. No, no, no. Because they can abuse it. They do it all the time. Like they can abuse it. They can go. Yeah. They can go to the dark side, all those good things. I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, Good things, Josh. Dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Clarifying. Thank you. I would love us some dark side. Yeah. Josh is a Sith. (laughs) Like, we were talking about how, like, Obi-Wan should just use the Force and everything in that moment mm-hmm. when he's fighting them. Something I just thought of, he was in this, like, his whole role in this episode was he's trying to stall Grievous. Yep. Maybe he was prolonging that fight on purpose. Oh, you're right. Like, that was yeah, what he was trying, trying to, to do. He was trying to keep him busy while Anakin and Adi Gallia get Eeth Koth. Like, that was the whole, the whole like, strategy. Yeah. Uh, in this episode so maybe that's why he took so long to 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 kill him but he looks like he's really legit struggling like he he sells it if he was playing it up i don't think he was playing it up yeah i don't i feel like he wasn't either but that that would be a explanation yeah i feel like that's just one of those fan theories to try to support your view yeah because even him fighting grievous one-on-one i mean grievous is a huge threat like he is a really like threatening guy because he's got four friggin' lightsabers and two of them he's usually like spinning around super fast like that's a crazy thing to have to deal with for any jedi um but he really struggles in that fight like there was moments where like if if you didn't know that obi-wan was still going to be a character in the rest of star wars you you would have thought like yeah. is he gonna die like there was this like, part where he's like getting zapped like a ton yeah and the Grievous is right above him. You just mm-hmm. think like he's gonna smash his lightsaber down on him. And that's yeah. That's bye bye Obi Wan. Yeah. It's just but get in a the quick last cut minute in. he like in the last minute he saves himself. Yeah. Yeah. And he keeps like kicking him back and everything too. Like Obi Wan's getting like his butt handed to him mm-hmm. basically. But props to Obi Wan. He has mm-hmm. he has no quit in him. No. Nope. He's got the high ground. Um, in his heart. Yes. The high ground. <laughs> the in high, his heart. His heart has the high ground. <laughs> Uh, Grievous, this is another Master Escape Artist Grievous, episode two. (laughs) 
He's always escaping. This is getting on my nerves at it this point. It is, dude. It is. It, it, I get what you're doing. Like, I get it. And it's supposed to be frustrating. Mm-hmm. Good job. Because it's frustrating. It bothers yeah. me every time. I really didn't need this episode, honestly. It was just like... It was very entertaining. Yeah. Not very useful to the plot. It, exactly. It was entertaining. Like, it, it's a good episode structurally and everything. Like, it's enjoyable to watch, but... It's just we've done this already a few times, and it's just like I'm kind of getting tired of you guys going and trying to capture Grievous yeah. and him escaping. This just keeps happening. It's like classic villain plot stuff. This feels like – like you know how sitcoms will have basically the same – like a good 80s or 90s sitcom had the same formula for every episode? Yeah, yeah. I feel like they've just been doing that with a lot of these episodes. You know something that did surprise me about this one though? Um, Anakin. I feel like his character – in this episode was like dialed back like his because Anakin's normally a pretty aggressive guy mm-hmm. like he, he normally like thinks with his lightsaber as Obi-Wan likes to say and when they go to capture Eeth Koth or rescue rather they go to rescue Eeth Koth and they got him one of them like between Anakin and Adigalia one of them needs to help fight Grievous and the other one needs to bring Eeth Koth back to safety and Anakin suggests Addy Gala, go ahead. Normally, I would think Anakin he would, he, would have been mm-hmm. like biting at the bit trying to go after Grievous himself because he has so much history with him and he wants to kill him. That was an entire plot point for another arc. Yeah. 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 It, it seemed out of character almost. It's like, why is he so calm and wise in this moment? Yeah. <laughs> but I would agree with you about that. He did, It did seem off for him to like not be as aggressive as normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like even... Um, at like the end of the episode, when uh, when the quacky monkey lizard hits his head on the microphone, you heard that, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, I think people. I think people in Australia heard that. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> mate. I think he hit his head. Uh, but, uh, wow! Wow! Great job. That was so bad. No. Okay. No. Oh gosh! All right. Anakin, very end of the episode, he has this line. It's like, uh, it's something along the lines of, it's like, at least we all live to fight another day. And, and I was like, that seems like, like I don't know. I could kind of see Anakin saying something like that. It's too he, cheery. Because he did. It was too cheery in that moment. It's like, I feel like Anakin should have been loathing that Grievous escaped again, like in, in this moment. But he's like, oh, it's okay. We'll get him next time kind of a thing. Um, you know what happened? He didn't have his weekly meeting with Palpatine to infect his mm, mind. That's it. That's it. That's got to do it. That was brought to you by Theories by John. Yep. Don't always make sense, but they're always there. That's true. Yeah. I didn't really have a lot. Like, this episode wasn't... It was entertaining for, like, mm-hmm, action, mm-hmm. the value of that. But it was like, we've been here and we've done this, yep. like, so many times now. All right. Should we get to the ratings? Let's get to the ratings. Cue that rating intro. What you brought me today is worth... Approximately 3,720 to one. Come on, let's keep a little optimism. All right, ratings. We got story, artistry, entertainment value. Let's kick it off with story. What you got? Mm, You know what? I'm really like... It was very over... It was entertaining, Mm. but we're not there yet. We're talking about story. Yeah. So, just looking at the story, so I like gotta the dialogue, say, the I plot. gotta give it a six point three. 
I give it a 6.1. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes me feel better in my choice because I thought you were going to be a lot higher. No, I, I, I couldn't. Like, it, it was, like we said, like, it's not like this was bad. It's just it was not original at all. We've done this a few times already in these first few seasons. Um, it, it just felt like kind of rewashed, kind of a... Or is like that, rehashed? Yeah, re, yeah. That, that's probably not the right word. Recycled? Sure. I don't know. It feels like we've done this before, like we said. So 6.1, and it wasn't even like there was any like super cool dialogue or anything. It was kind of everything was just like passable, like it was fine. Like nothing was bad. Yeah. Nothing was bad. Like the plot was good, kind of. Like it, it just, it wasn't bad. So 6.1, yeah. you know. 6.3 for me. I think that's fair. Yeah. Artistry. I gave it 7.2. Artistry was very well, like it was very well done. I'm going to also say 7.2. Yeah. Like it, there was nothing here visually that was kind of like impressing me or anything. And again, there was no performances that were super great, but there wasn't anything that stood out as bad either. So it was kind of just like a run of the mill kind of a thing for me. Yeah. But like, I mean, Clone Wars is good. It's a good looking show. There's just nothing really stood out. So 7.2. Yeah. 7.2. Entertainment value. This is where I'm going to give it a little bit of a higher score. I gave it a 7.2. Yeah. I was going to say 7.6. Hmm. I was entertained. Yeah, it was. It was good. There were some like suspenseful, like the Anakin and Grievous fights were mm-hmm. suspenseful and they were very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Those were, that is probably what held up my score, was how good the action was. Yeah. And also the Anakin fighting the droids with, I forget her name right now, uh, to rescue Ethkoth. Adigalia. Adigalia, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... I'm so bad with names in person in general. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I always mix up you guys with your names. So, I'm so, like... I'm not there's no surprise that I can't keep all these names straight in Star Wars oh, no. especially when they're not like regular characters every episode the only reason I'm able to say it so many times is because I have it written down yeah. <laughs> I'm referencing it all the time Addie Gallia I didn't even know her name in the episode no I, I think they only say it like once yeah yeah um, yeah entertainment value 7.2 for me you gave 7.6 is that what you said mm-hmm. yeah not really too much else to say about that. It, it, like, it's good. It, the sevens for me is what I would consider good. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of that, my my total score for myself mm-hmm. would be a seven. My average score is a 6.8. Which makes the Millennial Falcon average... A 6.9. 6.9. Nice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was thinking it. I wasn't going to say it, but you did. And that's why you're my friend. All right. (laughs) Should we get on to the next one? Yes. This was Grievous Intrigue. Let's move on to The Deserter. Tom, take us away. Fugitive. Though the Republic has won many decisive battles against the Separatist army in the Outer Rim, the Jedi have failed to capture the elusive General Grievous. After specifically targeting members of the Jedi Council, a trap was set. But following a fierce confrontation, the droid general managed to escape to the surface of the planet Seleucami. Now the chase is on as General Kenobi leads a squadron of clone troopers and closes in on his desperate target. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. So basically, Grievous escapes to the planet. Like, they almost destroy him. 
kind of on the way, but he uses the escape pods. He's a master escape artist. Crash land, and all their escape pods are, like, malfunctioning. So Grievous is, like, trying to wander around this planet looking for the one escape pod that's still working so they can send out a signal to get recovered. Grievous is to escape as Obi-Wan is to high ground. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I am right about that. You're not wrong. Yeah, you're not it's, wrong. It's so funny to me in this episode that a con- that a, like a recurring thing with these droids is that their batteries are just dying. And yes. Grievous, Grievous does not care. Oh my gosh, he doesn't care at but, all. Okay, that that also annoyed me because it's so dumb. Like, hi, yeah. these are the people that are gonna fight for you, or these yeah. are the droids that are gonna fight for you, and you're just like, eh, your batteries are dying. I'm gonna slice you in half. Like it almost seemed like a bad tactical move to just not try to like See, preserve think, their battery life i think that's grievous's downfall he does he he's yeah. only ever thinking about himself and he's over everything yeah. only ever thinking about winning they're so expendable to him he does not care about the people that are going to mm-hmm. help him win yeah or like the he, droids he kills the droids himself when he's like frustrated with them and stuff right so it's just like whatever like and at the same time he's always boasting about how he has the greatest droid army in the galaxy kind of a thing but yeah i find it really cool how he's basically after the crash land grievous is like find me something to ride or whatever it was he was saying a mode of transportation and they find him a reek which is the same monster that anakin rode in attack of the clones when they're in the arena that was trying to kill him interesting yeah except this one is way smaller So I guess it's like a younger Reek or something. Yeah. But that's a super cool and strong, like, monster kind of a thing. It's like the rhino-ish. Well, to live Grievous? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how the heck they tamed it. Interesting. That is one thing that kind of bothered me a little bit. It's like, that is a wild beast. Aren't, like, they, aren't they near that farm? Yeah. Maybe it was a domesticated one or something. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Also, Rex. I love Rex. Oh my gosh, yeah. Remember how I said I could never love any of the clones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, redacted. Yep. I, I knew it would. I knew this day would come. <laughs> For now, me and the clones are... But that's only going to break my heart worse later. Oh yeah, dude. You're going to cry. <laughs> You're going to cry oh. when we get to season seven. Oh my gosh, it's the best. <laughs> Wait, of Clone Wars? Yeah. Hold on a minute. Are you saying Order 66 is in Clone Wars? You told mm-hmm. me this before. Mm-hmm. Don't no! Don't do this to me. Maybe, maybe not. Whatever. Oh, okay. Speaking of Rex, yeah. When whoever we don't know who it is yet has Rex in his sights to shoot him, I'm like, yeah. no, 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 mm-hmm. you can't, because I didn't know if I legitimately didn't know if Rex would survive or not. Oh yeah. So I'm like, no, you can't. You mm-hmm. can't do that. Yeah. That is no, you can't. And then he shoots him. I'm like, yep. What the heck are you doing? Mm-hmm. To Rex. He is lucky he survived because it was like a chest shot. No, that's like, very lucky. With a sniper, the commando droid mm-hmm. got him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy. This is crazy. Wow, such good commentary. So, like, I don't have a ton of comments about this episode. I enjoyed this one a lot. I thought this episode was pretty fun. But basically, one of the the main elements of this episode that was so fascinating was the deserter the episode is called the deserter they find a clone being a farmer on his own land with a wife and kids and everything and i find that fascinating 
I know that. Okay, I was so confused because I thought they were like literally programmed not to be able to leave the Republic. Well, they have their own free will. It's just they're they're definitely preconditioned to conditioned. Yeah, they, they are okay. conditioned to um, uh, follow orders and everything. And like, can I interrupt? Mm-hmm. Because this was another one that made me a little not angry, but I was a little annoyed about this choice. Mm-hmm. Do you know where I'm going? Yes cleavage yes <laughs> why it is the weirdest outfit dude. okay but it's so unnecessary she's There's wearing no like a point. tiny little strip <laughs> like yeah it, it's like she's basically wearing like sexy lingerie as a regular outfit in front of her children you know what it is like, and i'm just gonna be really blunt and honest here you know what it is it's mm. for all the the preteen boys that watch this show they're like oh, oh yeah it's a cartoon boob yeah it's like you get a ton it bugs me. of side boob action. Yeah, with, with it's kind of like how in like the eighties and nineties, a lot of action movies would just have like gratuitous nudity mm-hmm. for zero. Like I don't like it, but at least now, for the most part, when it's in movies, it's like it serves a purpose to the scene half, for a lot of the time. True. I yeah. mean, I mean, like <laughs> in tasteful. Yeah, but back then, it just, no, we just for zero reason. Yeah. Like, there's a specific movie I'm thinking of called Tango and Cash. Where they're doing like there's a car chase, and then they just pan to this woman in a woman in her car, topless with a guy making out. And I'm like, this is not necessary. Yeah, that's how this feels to me. Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense why they didn't give her more clothes. Like it was, it's just really strange. <laughs> and why is she French? Actually, a lot of uh, Twi'leks have French accents. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's it. That's become a thing. Yep. Not all of them, but a lot of them have French accents. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Speaking of nudity, Rex takes his shirt off. Oh my gosh. Shield your eyes, children. Yeah. So yeah, they take Rex after he gets shot mm-hmm. to the they're looking for some place to like keep him safe while he recovers and stuff. And of course Rex is like, No, I can do this. Put me back in the the fight. That's an order. And then the medical officer, Jesse it's just like, uh, actually, I outrank you as the medical yes. officer. <laughs> I have that because that was like such a power move. Yeah. I have that written down where he's like, when it comes to the health of the men, including you, mm-hmm. I outrank everyone. It's like, a, like no, you're going to listen to me on this. Yeah. Like, it's such a great power move. I love oh, yeah. it. Also, Jesse's face tattoos are freaking amazing. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it makes me want to get a face tat. Yeah. No, not yeah. at all. You want to get a giant Republic yeah. face tattoo across your entire bald head. I was in a Walmart once. This was years ago. I was, I was in a Walmart and I'm walking around and there's this old elderly, like wrinkly man with a spider web tattooed down his forehead. I feel like I have seen this man before. Interesting. Or at least I've seen people have that tattoo. Spoiler yeah. alert. It's Josh's dad. It's no, actually it not, not Josh's dad at all. <laughs> uh, if you know Josh's dad, you know that would never happen. No. Can I give something away now? Yes. Since we're at that point. The deserter. Did we already say the deserter was a clone, or is this? Yes, we did. Now? Okay. Wow, that was so anticlimactic. Yeah, I kind of gave that up right away. Yeah. Well, I was so shocked. Oh yeah. Oh, well, you? actually, no, because the little girl was like, "Wow, you look just like my dad." I'm yeah. like, "Clone for sure." How, how is yeah. he a clone? I thought he was maybe like the original, but I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like Boba Fett. Yeah, like that. No, yeah. it can't be Boba Fett. So, well, Jango Fett actually would be the one. Yes. Jango Fett died. So I was like, yeah. "Are they like?" No, they're not doing that. That would be so unexplainable. It has to be a clone. Yeah. Then I'm like, ah, called it clone. That would have been really sweet if it was like, well, you know, it couldn't have been because Jango Fett's dead at Um, this point, but that would have been cool. Which leads to some really good discussions with Rex and the deserter whose name is Cut. 
Yes. Like they have some really interesting discussions mm-hmm. about like war and free choice and like yeah. what's, what are you fighting for? And yeah. Yeah, it was pretty fascinating. And even like like choosing your future, choosing like mm-hmm. the path you want to follow. That was like it was just really interesting conversations. He had a cool story of like how he ended up deserting too. It's like his battalion. It like you get the impression that he was a commander himself. Like because yeah, like the way he talks about his men and yeah, all that. yeah, because he talks about how all of his men basically got killed in the Battle of Geonosia, the first Battle of Geonosia, mm-hmm. and everything. And uh, he basically got like stranded because their ship was down, and he had to kind of figure out what he was going to do. All of his men were dying. Uh, he didn't like have any chance because they were just coming in and slaughtering them all and stuff. And he was just like at this point, he had to run to survive because he didn't stand a chance kind of a deal Mm -hmm. and he's like questioning everything at that point it was just like hmm I love this story it's really interesting I will say this is another one of those episodes where surprise surprise Grievous gets away Mm -hmm. I could tolerate this one a lot more because of the Rex and Cut storyline yeah it was so much better oh yeah that was the main focus of this episode was definitely like Rex and the deserter cut I was still very annoyed when Grievous got away, like, in mm-hmm. the last seconds, so annoyingly. Yeah. Like, he still... You know what else is interesting? His droids kept uh, dying because of low battery and stuff. They're traveling around. But I guess they were kind of spread out through the different escape pods that had crashed all over the place. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of droids and clones fighting each other throughout this, too. It keeps cutting back and forth between, basically, a battle that Obi-Wan is leading and stuff to try to get at Grievous. And there's some actually really cool scenes where the droids are firing basically bazookas, like with like missiles and stuff at the Jedi, or sorry, at the clones and everything. And one of the tanks like turns right at the right moment and fires the missile out of the air right before it hits it. And I was like, that was a really cool move. Just like firing that the missile so right great. out of the air. That was really cool. Um, like, and it was like so quick. So I, I just yeah. thought that was a really cool scene. Speaking of really cool scenes. So... As, like, Rex and Cut are talking, mm-hmm. the kids go outside to play. Like, the yeah. Cut's kids go outside and play. And they enter, they wander into one of Grievous' ships. and they the escape activate, pods. Yeah. Yes, the escape pod. And they activate some of the... Was, were those the Magna droids? Uh, commando droids. Commando droids, yes. And they're all damaged. Yeah. They somehow, like, wake them up, re- reactivate them. Yeah. And so all these droids are going to come and attack the house. And that was just such a cool, like... One man, outman, like he's yeah. outmanned and he's still like, that was really cool. Especially there was a scene where he punches a droid in yes. the face. I'm like, no, you would break your hand. Well, he does like shake his hand because it you hurt. You would break your hand. Yeah. You know what else he does? He headbutts a droid. I know. When that's the one droid so like bursts through the wall and is like headlocking him, he back headbutts the droid. And I was like, that would never make the droid let go. It doesn't actually have a brain. Yeah. <laughs> They don't have feelings. It was like that part was so crazy. Yeah. But that scene is very, um, it almost feels, because the commando droids, if the commando droids were fully functional, they wouldn't have stood, stood a chance. No. Um, but they were all kind of like slightly damaged. So they were like glitching and walking funny and everything. It almost felt like zombies. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Yes. Like absolutely. It was like a little bit zombie-esque and stuff, like invading a home and he's like trying to protect his family and everything. And Rex mm-hmm. is there with him. Uh, trying to protect his family as well, which was really cool. Yeah. Fun fact, the voice actor of the boy, like the son of the... He sounds so familiar. Doesn't he? It is Kath 
Suki, don't know if I'm saying her, right, her name right, but she does the voice of Phil and Lil from Rugrats. I knew it. I was like, this sounds so familiar, sound and it so sounds familiar? like something from my childhood, and I don't know what it yes, is. Yes, I had yeah. the same thought, and I, I just looked it yeah. up before we started recording. I was like, oh my gosh, that's Phil and Lil. Yeah. Like, this, um, oh, sorry. No, I'm good. This game that they play when Rex and Cutter are sitting and they're talking. Yes. Wasn't it in one of the original movies? Mm-hmm. It's been in a few of them. Yeah. What is this game called? Because um, it looks kind of like they're playing a version of chess or whatever. Yeah, it's like that strategy game. Oh, man, I can't remember what it's called. Dejaric. Dejaric. That sounds That's what it's called. Yeah. 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 It's, it's the same game that Chewbacca plays against C-3PO, I think. In, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a new home. I knew it was Chewbacca. Or I thought it was Han Solo. Or maybe he plays it against Han. Because doesn't isn't Han Solo or isn't Chewie playing it and then somebody else is about to win and then he kind of like and he's like, oh, nope, never mind. We're good. Or something oh, like yeah. that. No, Han's not playing him because I remember Han's like, you know what happens when a Wookiee loses, right? It's like you lose your arms kind of. Yes, <laughs> yes, like that's that. right. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> I knew Han was involved. Yeah. I knew. Okay. But that little kid, I knew his voice sounded yeah. so familiar. I was so crazy. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. I, I really genuinely enjoyed this episode a lot. Yeah. I really like this one. Mm-hmm. I did really, really enjoy like the conversation between Rex and Cut. I thought those were really mm-hmm. cool. There was some great dialogue. Yeah. It, it's just the concept of a clone defecting is really interesting to me. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold the phone before we get to the ratings. Uh-oh. This tells me something. I don't think all of the all of the clones are going to follow the orders for Order 66. Oh, really? I don't think so. Okay. Fans, you already know. And I really, oh, I really <laughs> hope it's like Rex or Cody or somebody we know well. It has to be. Uh, no, it, they can't. It's, Do I'm, they? I'm so excited for when we get to there. Because oh, that is like. Somebody spoiler for me in the comments, please. Go to Instagram, at the Millennial Falcon <laughs> Podcast. Send us a DM. <clears throat> Josh will be mad, but that's okay. Spoiler for me. Don't do it. Don't oh, spoil man. it. I'm still so on the fence if I should just spoil things for you. Because I want to see your reactions to like. I thought about this things. more the other day because I was so close to just like putting on one of yeah. the other shows. I feel like as much as I want to know, I really want to know. So mm. I don't want to know yet. Like I yeah. want to be surprised. I, I think what I've come to terms with is if there's something that comes up, that would be a really interesting conversation to have if you knew a certain fact because of something we've seen that was like referencing stuff in the future. Then I feel like maybe we should yeah. spoil it. But if it's something, well, this doesn't really add any further conversation other than you going like, what? <laughs> then it's probably not worth spoiling it. Because there is some super... I I, I love the way they explain Ori 66 in the Clone Wars. Yeah. It is amazing. Okay, so now I know that they don't all follow it. So thanks for that, Josh. Uh, Well, you can think that. <laughs> No, I can't. I can't like Rex and Cody and all the other guys now and just like watch them destroy everything. I can't do it. I can't. I refuse to have that happen. It's okay. I will You'll survive. I will boycott Star Wars forever. I will not. Absolutely not. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Everybody kills everybody. Everybody dies. Yeah. Um. Should we get to the ratings? Let's get to the ratings. 
What you brought me today is worth... Approximately 3,720 to one! Come on, let's keep a little optimism. Here we go. Story, artistry, entertainment value. Kick it off with story, as always. Well done on the story on this one. Well done. Very well done. Dialogue, fantastic. Absolutely. I'm going to say 7.8. I gave 7.8 as well. Nice. Top of the greats for me. Or the goods, I mean. Top of the goods. Top of the goods? Borderline great. Cream, cream of the crop. Borderline great story. The, the only reason this wouldn't be great story level for me is because it's it, it's just, it's not a whole lot, you know? It's like you get that really, really interesting concept here, but I you don't, like, it's not yeah. like, I don't know, dived into super deep Hear and the whole sub story of mm-hmm. them attacking Grievous. That part of this episode is kind of boring. So it's like it only got a 7.8. You're dancing around what I want to say. Say it. Which is great. This could be its own arc. I think this could easily be a two or three episode arc with a deserter. On just the deserter part? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be interested in a lot more. I feel more. like it could be a two, possibly even a three series episode arc. Yeah. I think it could be well done in three episodes. Yeah, they could have expanded more, added more to it and stuff. I, I, the concept of a deserter is just so fascinating. Yeah. Episode one, he hunts them because he doesn't know who they are. Episode two, they unite, but they don't like each other, but then they get along. Episode three, just mayhem and bloodshed. Done. <laughs> Whose blood is getting shed? Droids. Oh, blood, droid may- blood. <laughs> mayhem and motor oil. <laughs> that's the name of the third episode, wow. Mayhem and Motor Oil. That's that's a great title. George Lucas, if you want to hire me as a writer, email me at the Millennial Falcon Podcast at gmail.com. What did you give this one? For story? 7.8. 7.8 as well. Okay. Artistry, I gave a 7.4. Yeah? I was going to, yeah, 7.5. 7.4, Yeah, not, not a ton to say about this one again. Like, it's just good job. Yeah, Hold on. It was good. Looked good, as always. I know we've mentioned this a ton, but... Don't mind the monkey lizard over here. <laughs> you know what? He's not a quacky monkey lizard. He's a chaotic monkey lizard. He's, uh, the mic is attacking my nipple. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is he a was, family he, friendly podcast. He was waiting to say that. He was like trying to figure out a way to work that in. I guarantee it. Oh my god. I forgot. I was. I, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, artistry. <laughs> I gave it seven point four. You gave it a seven point five. Seven point five. Oh yeah, we already said that. yes. Entertainment value. Oh, dude, I got to say 8.2 on this one. Really? Yep. I gave a 7.7. Yeah. It was good. Like I said, it was like half of the plot in this one, super entertaining, super great. The other half, kind of boring. Uh, I'm done with it. Like the Grievous stuff. Yeah. Like I love Grievous as a character so much, Notice but it's how we just didn't they weren't even, doing anything new. We didn't even mention a lot of Grievous in this one. No. We just, I, was anno- I was like, I'm over it. Yeah. Grievous is a cool character, mm-hmm. and I just feel like he's not doing, he's not served justice in this last No, they weren't, they weren't doing enough with him. Like, I want to see, and honestly, I can't remember what else we get. We definitely get more Grievous throughout this series, but and I can't remember of, like, yeah. what exactly we get. I just hope it's not just more chasing. Yeah. Like, I want to see something else. And with that, my total score is a 7.8. Mine is a 7.7. Which brings our average score to... 7.8. 7.8. You win. <laughs> well, I mean, we both win. Yes. Also, just quick before we end, yep. I watched Clone Wars on Disney+. Plus. 
and they like the the back screen for when you click play and all that mm-hmm. is a is a more grown up, less tube toppy Ahsoka. Yep, and that gives me hope for the future. That's my favorite version of Ahsoka of all time. Yeah, season seven Ahsoka. Okay, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at the Millennial Falcon Podcast, and join us next time as we discuss season two episode eleven. Lightsaber Lost. There's a one-off episode. One shot. One shot. Don't miss your chance to blow. And it's a pretty fun one. That's an Eminem. That's an Eminem Easter egg for you. I don't think that's called an Easter egg. I think that's just called you referencing things. I think you're an Easter egg. I think uh, you're uh, uh, awesome. I think it's about time. Let's 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 wrap this up. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Oh, Zach's my favorite.